Hello, welcome to the LDS study session with Come Follow Me. This is your host, Matthew Roberts, and we are on Series 2, Episode 19. And today we're going to round off uh, the study for this week with some more from the Come Follow Me materials. There has been so much to delve into this week. Uh, and there's just a few more things that I want to tie up and finish off uh, with this. We are up to January 13th to 19th, 1st Nephi chapters 8 to 10, come and partake of the fruit. And we're looking in the personal study section covering 1st Nephi chapter 10, verses 17 to 19. God will reveal truth to me if I diligently seek it. Now, as I said, there's a couple of points that I wanted to uh, pick up as well uh, as finishing off that section uh, that we're going to be looking at today. The first uh, is, a, is something which my son said, actually, uh, whilst we were discussing this vision of, or the dream of the tree of life uh, and the different parts of the dream. So what we've done as a family is we've looked at the kind of, well, we've watched the Book of Mormon video, we've drawn the vision for ourselves, and we're going to be talking about kind of the, the symbolism as much as we can with a five-year-old daughter uh, and a seven-year-old son who obviously will understand a lot more than she will at this stage. What was quite there was quite a nice uh, moment. So we'd finished drawing it all. We were talking about why the people were going to the fruit and what feelings they had, and then jo and then my son just kind of out of the blue said, "I would take uh, some of the fruit into the uh, great and spacious building." And uh, I, <laughs> I don't know if this was right or wrong with me, but my first thought was, "Oh, oh, I see. He's trying to." have obviously the obvious benefits and blessings of the fruit, but also have the fun and the, uh, you know, not be part of a, a separate group from the people in the great and spacious building. Um, and so I said, oh, right, okay, that's interesting. I mean, why would you want to take that fruit into the building where, where they're all laughing at the people taking the fruit? I mean, surely they'll, they'll just still laugh. And then he said, well, yes, but I, I would want to take the fruit into the building just in case there's someone inside that hasn't seen it yet. And I just, that just held, melted my heart. I was just like, oh my goodness. Like, obviously, we understand the symbolism behind it and the and the reasons why the dream was set up this way for Lehi. But just for my son to have that kind of insight and that, that desire to share it was um, was lovely. It was great. Uh, and so, yeah, that was that was a nice moment. So this is a continuation, really, from yesterday, because we were looking at this section, and it's only three verses long, but um, we kind of went down a tangent about Lehi and his duty to teach his sons and Nephi's duty to listen to his parents and the way they learn from each other and grow and develop. Uh, and so we learned a lot yesterday, and, but actually we didn't get to finish what I had uh, looked at. What is interesting also is uh, something that I realised uh, toward the end of the first Nephi chapter 8, which links in quite nicely to, to uh, the end of this section. So I'm going to jump back a bit to first Nephi chapter 8. What is interesting is that Le Le like Nephi quotes basic, uh, like uh, word for word what Lehi says for this dream. So it's Lehi speaking in the dream. Um, right up until 1st Nephi chapter 8 verse 29 where Nephi says and now I Nephi do not speak all the words of my father so obviously Lehi continues on uh, and we don't get the rest of it but Nephi summarizes the rest of it by saying that there were people that came forward took the fruit um, he saw multitudes feeling their way to the great and spacious building he saw some drowning in the depths of the river um, and further information on the tree on the uh, great and spacious building but then um at the end we have this this sentence now nephi is a very valiant very diligent very forthright individual you know he he obeys and 
no questions asked. Well, I mean, he does ask questions, but he obeys with, with full trust in the Lord. But then, it, it, it's then interesting to see what the last line is uh, before he then concludes Lehi's dream. He says in verse 35, And Laman and Lemuel partook not of the fruit, said my father. Um, and then, he, and then he, he tells us that Lehi closes the dream, um, says about his fears for Laman and Lemuel, and then teaches them like a tender parent, and then ceases speaking to them. Um, why does Nephi, first of all, feel the need to rush the end of the dream? Because it does feel quite rushed. It suddenly it's going through such detail. There's these, this part, this part, and this part, and then suddenly, and then yeah, basically this happened, this happened, and they didn't eat it. The end. Um, and it's interesting because, you know, why, why, why would Nephi do that? And then why at the end would he make it specifically clear? That, and yes, Laman and Lemuel did not take take the, the fruit. But when you think about Nephi's purposes as a writer, as a, as, a, as, a, as a recorder of these events, there's two things we need to remember. Firstly, that he is fully aware that Lehi is also recording things and that Lehi will have recorded the entire dream, I am sure, in his record, which of course we do not have uh, as it was lost uh, many, many years later in the 1830, in the, well, 1820s. Uh, and so there's that. So obviously Nephi doesn't feel it's necessary to record the entire dream, but he does feel it's necessary to record some of it. And the summary that he has at the end is that there are many people that listened, but Laman and Lemuel did not. Um, and then, so he is clearly using this as a device or a uh, illustration of his kind of his striving to obey the commandments of the Lord and that Laman and Lemuel throughout these key highlights that he's recording down didn't. Because I'm sure that in between these stories and uh, events that are recorded in the book of Nephi, there were times where Laman and Lemuel did do what they had to. You know, there was certainly times where they were just they would they would have followed, but these key uh, events in their journey demonstrate the ways that they did not. Um, and obviously, that you you could argue there is some bias here by Nephi, but it does paint this this illustration, this idea that will help us when in the future. Nephi and Laman and Lemuel split off from each other uh, later on when they threaten his life. This is why it's important to remember that the end of 1 Nephi chapter 8 and 1 Nephi chapter 10 should be studied together because he kind of draws that to a close and then he explains after Lehi's teaching of the, of the Messiah, who is the saviour of the world, he then teaches Nephi this in verse 19 of 1 Nephi chapter 10. For he that diligently seeketh shall find and the mysteries of God shall be unfolded unto them by the power of the Holy Ghost, as well in these times as in times of old, and as well in times of old as in times to come. Wherefore, the course of the Lord is one eternal round. So he's pointing out here that Laman and Lemuel did not diligently seek. They had questions, and we will come to that uh, in, a, in a few chapters' time, but they didn't diligently seek. They didn't have that desire, I suppose. Um, I also love what Nephi says here, in times of old, because of course their times of old will have been people like Moses and Noah, so those people were still thousands of years ago for these people, they're just less thousands of years than, it, than they are for us. Um, and also, um, in the times that they were in, he also recognised that in times to come, the Lord will unfold mysteries um, by the power of the Holy Ghost, and that is available for us. Uh, in a talk given in... 1989 in April called Alternate Voices 
Um, and Alan H. Oakes said this, quote, The Book of Mormon teaches that those who diligently seek shall have the mysteries of God unfolded unto them by the power of the Holy Ghost. The prophet Jacob declared the impossibility of uninspired man's understanding God. No man knoweth of this his ways, save it be revealed unto him. Wherefore, brethren, despise not the revelations of God. The Lord's prescribed methods of acquiring, of, of acquiring sacred knowledge are very different from the methods used by those who acquire learning exclusively by study. For example, a frequent technique of scholarship is debate or adversarial discussion, a method with which I have, I have had considerable personal experience. But the Lord has instructed us in ancient and modern scriptures that we should not contend over the points of doctrine. Those who teach the gospel are instructed not to preach with wrath or strife, but in mildness and in meekness, reviling not against revilers. Similarly, techniques devised for an adversary debate or to search out differences and work out compromises are not effective in acquiring gospel knowledge. Gospel truths and testimony are received from the Holy Ghost through reverent personal study and quiet contemplation. Close quote. I mean, obviously, President Oaks, um, at, at the time, Elder Oaks, uh, you know, he had been a, a working lawyer, was very well versed in, in many ways of learning and study and having to gain knowledge and contend with others and develop further knowledge by this content, contention. But he also knew that in the, in the matters of the Lord, it is, as Nephi explained, we need to diligently seek with that personal study and that and group study as well, of course, and then that prayerful contemplation and meditation on those matters. All very important so that we can gain that understanding and knowledge that Nephi... Um, that Nephi is trying to teach this prescribed way of learning the mysteries of God through spiritual means. Anyway, this closes the study for today. I hope that you've enjoyed. Uh, if there is anything you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at MattSRoberts90 on Twitter or email session at gmail.com. Once again, thank you for listening and until we meet again.